it's time to meet up and catch up at the Weekend Water Cooler. Now, here's your host, Gene Bolduck. And welcome, welcome to the Weekend Water Cooler. I am Gene Bolduck, your host. I am joined today for something new and different by Penny Rich, my my senior judicial correspondent. Um, <laughs> there you go. Penny, Penny uh, as uh, I'm sure all of you know, used to be a county commissioner. She's a recovering county commissioner, a former Correct. county commissioner. Do you go to meetings for that or anything? To be uh, in recovery? No. Yeah, okay. Um, it's not like AA. Okay, no. so, um, but she used to be a county commissioner and now Penny Rich works for the court system. Correct. And my, uh, my first question has two parts. The first part is, what is your exact title mm -hmm. in the in the in in your your position in the courts? And tell me, looking back over your experience at being a county commissioner, tell me if I'm right that I bet in, in on a day to day basis you feel like you have more direct impact on people's lives in your current job. Yeah, two. It's a great question, Jean. So. First of all, I am a deputy. Um, everyone that works it for the courts system across the state, you're either a deputy clerk or you're an assistant clerk. And the assistant clerks traditionally are people that have been there a long time and that have um, a certain amount of um, seniority, uh, but they're also supervised. So um, I, I am not that. I just started in, in August, so I'm a deputy clerk. I work in the estates and guardianships division. And um, that is separate from uh, uh, criminal and civil and special proceedings, although special proceedings does overlap with guardianships. Um, but we're, we're in a separate part of the, um, of the office because it is open to the public. Um, and this leads me to your second question, is that um, the public is with me every day from 8.30 in the morning to five o'clock at night with a little break in the uh, middle, middle of the day for uh, lunch. And um, what I mean with me is that uh, myself and my three other colleagues that work in the uh, uh, estates division, uh, we meet with people um, regularly. Um, I don't do appointments, the other three people do. I take everybody that walks in that has a thousand questions on how to open up an estate. What do I do for a guardianship? How do I, how do I get through this? It's probably one of the worst uh, times in your life. Uh, you just lost someone, right. uh, someone close to you, someone that you love. Um, and now you have to navigate a system to be able to <clears throat> maybe probate a will, maybe not probate a will, maybe change a car title, maybe get into a bank account. Uh, there's all different kinds of um uh, you know, priorities that people have that they have to work on and able to get, you know, items out of their loved one's names into their name. Yeah. So, yeah. So being a county commissioner uh, prepared me well for this, but I do have to say that this is, I am, I am touching hundreds of people a week, hundreds. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, uh, whether it be when they come into the office or come uh, call me on the phone, email me, um, snail mail, lots of people snail mail still, believe it or not. Um, and, and both, you know, both, uh, people that are coming in, we call pro se people that don't have attorneys and attorneys. I speak with attorneys, um, regular on a regular basis also. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, I know 
you know, you mentioned, which is absolutely an excellent point that for, for a lot of people that you see who come to you for <clears throat> just to, just to put their toe in the water to try to begin to understand what to do with an estate, with settling an estate, uh, that it's, that it's often you're meeting them at the worst time in their life. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's also, I, absolutely sure that for many people uh it's not just the the fact that they've lost someone um but i imagine that it's probably also true that there are questions they don't even know to ask they they don't yeah. know where where these documents are they don't know if there's a will they don't they don't know um if arrangements have been made to fulfill the terms of a will, uh, sometimes people say, yeah. well, you know, so I leave this many dollars to my grandchildren. Their names are, you know, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. And then they don't stipulate anything about where that money is coming from. And yeah. if, their, if their spouse or their cousin is in fact in control and co-owns all of the money involved. It can be a real mess. What's right. what's in the will is not necessarily what happens. Well, and trying it should, to deal though. with that. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, it should. Yeah. yeah it it's, should. It, it should. should. It gets very sticky though because families right. are interesting, right? Oh yeah. That's you know, see that now that's that you should be in the diplomatic corps for oh, how to phrase that. Just for, well, because they're, they they are, are interesting, aren't they? They really, and until you have to deal with uh, money, yeah, um, it changes everything. And, yeah. and so you know what you're you're just talking about a will. There's um, traditionally someone is named the executor of the will, and that job is a big big job. So before you take on that job and take on that honor and think, oh, I'm the executor, you should really understand what that job means. If you don't have an attorney, if attorneys can get can walk you through it, of course you have to pay them. Um, yes. and, but if but a lot of people uh, in Orange County just come in and think, yeah, well, we, yeah, I'm, I'm the executor. I'll get through. This is not a big deal until you start laying out what they actually have to do to probate a will. And it's just shocking. It's shocking. And, and the state makes you do a whole lot, right? A lot of this is written by the state. And we're going to talk about, you know, budgets and and, and the courts in, in that manner. Um, I know along as the show goes on. But, um, you know, I just, I do encourage everyone to get a will. Um, make it as simple and as, you know, as, as accurate as possible upfront. Don't, you know, do, I, I see some wills that are 20 pages long and I'm like, why? You know, this is like... Why? Yeah. yeah well, just, just, I mean, if it's $50 million, dollars, then that's why, but you know, most of the time it's not. Yeah. And you know, $50 million wills don't exist. Most people that have that kind of money, put it into trusts. So you never right. really see that money because we don't, right. we don't, yeah, we don't deal with the trust. So it's, it's, you know, you'll just see the upfront what's let, what, what didn't get into the trust or just sort of hanging around. That's what you actually see. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and also people that are very, very wealthy have uh, attorneys doing it for them. But, you know, let's get back to the everyday person, Gene, in Orange County. You know, it, it, Chapel Hill in the lower part of the county uh, almost always have attorneys that help them with um, stuff in courts, not only wills, but, you know, traffic tickets and, you know, if you get in a car accident and, you know, you know all kinds right. of things like that. They, they, they have the opportunity. 
there, there's a good portion of people out in Orange County, and I knew this as a commissioner also, that um, that don't have any money to spend on a lawyer. And they have to get through this just like just like a wealthy person has yeah. to get through it. Exactly. And that's what really what we're there for. We're there, we're there to help them navigate the system as best they can to get through what they need to get through. Because because yeah. those folks, um, you, you know, even though they don't have Perry Mason on retainer, right. uh, those folks True. may still have assets frozen because of the, uh, the you know, uh, if, if, if the husband, let me use the stereotypical setup, if the husband always handled the money and uh, even to the extent that the checking account, God forbid, is only in his name, Right. Um, happens. Happens. You know, it happens, though. It happened. I mean, I worked for a bank and um, and I and I mean, I know that it's it is it is just amazing. Yeah. Uh, how I saw, saw you squeezing your eyes when you said amazing. How, <laughs> you know, I'm squeezing my eyes because I think everybody listening to our, my program knows that my father passed away two years ago. My father was a lawyer. And he wrote his own will, and yeah, um, he he did very well in life, and he had a fair amount of estate to leave behind, and and you know he made a little bit of a mess of it with his will, and yeah. you know sometimes this is sure. because somebody is so so deeply private about these matters that they don't want to talk to anybody about it. Right. Um, sometimes a matter of pride, you know, I think in his case, it was some combination of these things. Um, he I also mean, wasn't an estate attorney. See, I had an attorney yeah, exactly. come in today, right, and, and sit down and talk with me. And we had this whole conversation and I guided, you know, let's face it, I've been there since August. So there was a lot for me to learn quickly um, yeah. to, to be able to do all the intake. Um, but, you know, my boss put um, his trust in me, which was really kind of wonderful. Um, just because we had worked together before 20 something years ago or 19 years and ago. And tell everybody who your boss is, Penny. My, bo my boss is Mark Kleinschmidt. Yeah. Um, and he put his trust in me to be able to do, to, to learn as much as I could to handle it. So I'm in the office today talking to someone um, and we went through what has to happen. And there was a codicil, which is part of a will that was, that comes after a will that was handwritten. Um, it was in hand handwritten. And yeah. it, it, it has witnesses and all, but it's in the decedent's it's somebody's handwriting. handwriting instead of type. And, right. And so we need to we need to get witnesses. That's that's actually his handwriting. Right. Right. Um, so the, so this gentleman brought that in. He said, yes, yes. Here's the, the three people that were the heirs. They all um, agree that it's it, that it's his handwriting. Sign off, get it notarized. And I'm like, well, thank you so much. I said, I'll get all the rest of his back to you. And he's like, oh, no, no, just send it to my attorney. They'll send it to me. And then as he's leaving, he said, by the way, I just wanted to, I should have told you at the beginning, I'm actually an attorney, but I know nothing about this. And, I, and so here I am like talking, talking to someone like, you know, step by step, here's what uh, you right. need to do. And he's an attorney. So, you know, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not surprised that your father didn't know exactly right how to do it without you know putting right uh, i mean you know, look if, if you're if you're arrested and charged with murder you don't go and get the guy who did the real estate closing on your nope. house no that's right because that's right. these are very you know surely all attorneys have had some you know basic uh overview of various areas of law just like all doctors you know know to take your temperature but for heaven's sake 
um, it's a, it's a complicated, it's a very complicated field. And it uh, is. Yeah. Uh, and the statutes change all the time, Jean. Yeah. And so, you know, I didn't go to law school. So I, when I'm reading these statutes, my eyes are crossing because they're, you know, <laughs> I believe I'm it. like, really? I'm like, this is, this is like, couldn't you put this in like, you know, just sort of normal terms instead of like, you know, the thousand maize and shells and all that. Um, but no, they can't. Yeah. So it's so know. funny. Well, you yeah. know, when I was in journalism school, I, I learned, I guess, for the first time that a lot of people who are going to go to law school, major in journalism in their undergraduate area. And they said, I said, well, why do they do well? So they can learn how to write. And, and I read. said, I said, oh, okay. Is that like doctors uh, studying penmanship in, in their <laughs> undergraduate degrees? Because they don't seem to retain very much. No, no. <laughs> I will, but I will say now that I've dragged them into this, my father is an excellent writer. I, I have yeah. to give him that. Um, yeah. So dad, I'm thinking about you today's actually as we're recording today is my father's father's birthday. Wow. Who would wow. have been uh, 125 years old if he were yeah, alive. So that might not have if happened. he were alive today, you know what he'd say? I should be dead. I shouldn't be 125. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that, he really would say that too, because that's his sense of humor. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break. We're talking to, talking to uh, Penny Rich, our senior <laughs> initial correspondent and uh geez we can we could talk about the supreme court for a minute if we wanted to Ooh, since yeah. that's your since that's your beat you know yeah it's my, my new beat yeah your, i love it your judicial correspondent yeah um uh we're gonna be back in just a minute you're listening to the weekend water cooler on 97.9 the hill okay we're back with penny rich Penny and I were just talking during the break. Of course we were. And I'm, I'm just sharing with her that um, uh, the uh, couple of situations in my family, both my family and my husband's family that we've um, been through, I'll just say, <laughs> yeah. say endured, but been through with um, when it comes to uh, resolving these matters with wills and estates um uh sometimes uh in a in a sort of ham-fisted way and and uh and i just mentioned very quickly uh the the case of my father-in-law uh was the last of my in-laws my mother-in-law died first and he died then he died some couple of years later and and when he died um he and my husband had been to an attorney and gotten good advice about how to avoid the expense of probate and that the way to do it was for them to co-own all of the cash, uh, which was the proceeds uh, of the sale of their family home in Connecticut. So they did that. And then Rick, as a matter of goodwill, uh, distributed the residual amount from the estate after he satisfied the, the bills of the estate. Um, he distributed that money as his father set forth in his will, but technically he already owned all that money. He didn't inherit it and he could have just kept it um, if he were less than completely honest with his siblings. And, and this is, you know, as we were describing, this is where the family element comes in because oh, yeah. families, you know, if, especially if this is like a windfall of money, um, you know, sometimes the temptation gets the better of people. This is one of the reasons, in my opinion, my little self-centered opinion, that it is a really good idea to use a lawyer instead of a family member um, 
as an executor, if especially if there the more tension and difficulty there might be within a family, uh, the better off you are to have a third party who is objective and we hope anyway, can be trusted right. um, uh, as the, the family's attorney to handle this because they can dispassionately walk you through all of what this process is. And and there's the rub, Penny, as, as you were just saying to me during the break, that there's a lot of people in our community who don't trust the court system. They don't trust lawyers. They don't trust Let's let's Government. be more broad. They don't trust people outside of their own families, right? Um, right. And it's a problem. I mean, that's and, and probably that's a big for challenge. some good reasons, by the yeah. way. Well, you know, we were, we were specifically talking about air properties and and African air H E I R, not air air. Um, uh, the um, well, I just you know when you say that, people are like, "What are you talking about?" Um, but air properties are traditionally um, passed down. Um, through African American families who uh, fit into the category that you just said, Jean. They didn't. They don't. In the past, they haven't trusted government, and so you know, um, older Black folks don't have wills. Um, they they you know they tell the children what they what they want, but a lot of the family members own properties, and it's not only Mama that owns the property. It was your uncles and you know right. Grandma and Grandpa, and that property just word of mouth verbally gets passed down and now you know you turn around and you're the next generation or this generation and there could be like you know 13 15 people that own a house on three acres and how or at least they down? feel like they do well they do they feel like they do. how do you break that down though you know it's not like you can give someone the bathroom and someone gets the kitchen and you know that's just <laughs> not right it doesn't happen that way um, so we, we see a lot of this coming in. And I, and I spoke a lot about this in my last race is, is that there's got to be a, a better way yeah. um, to talk with folks to, to make them aware that the best way to do this is through some sort of documentation, whether it be a will or something, because uh, the air properties, what what often happens, Gene, is that the family loses out. It's a, it's a not a win-win right. situation because you can never get 12 people or 15 people or even eight people um, who all agree on what to do with the property. The younger ones are like, oh no, we'll keep it, we'll keep it. And the older folks are like, hey, we've had this in the in the, in the family for years. This is not what you think it is. You know, three acres yeah. of land out in Orange County, really nice, but you know, where are those three acres and what can you build on those three acres? Does the land perk? Can you build a house? I mean, you know, there's, there's all kinds of questions to ask that are not um, being addressed and it, it becomes such a challenge. Um, I, I do think we could go into communities and, and talk a little bit more, certainly create some sort of programs where we can talk a little bit more about what it means because they come into the office um, and it's not only um, the black um, uh, population, white population has air properties also, but a lot less, a lot less in, in North Carolina. Um, but we, we really do have to do a better job of going into the communities and, and talking to folks about getting wills, setting up wills. Um, you don't have to do it with attorney. Just make sure you set up a very, very clear and directive will um, going into, um, you know, you don't, don't leave your children this, this mess to figure out. Uh, you know, well, I was talking a little bit about that, right? About the yeah, mess. Yeah, I'm. Have to I'm glad you out. put it that way. Don't leave this mess for your kids. I'm. We're we're right up against another break, so I'm going to take a quick break here because it's the logical point. And when we come back, I want to talk about 
I want to talk about exactly that thing. Don't leave this mess for your kids. We're not going to leave this mess for WCHL. We're going to take a quick break here. And uh, we're going to be right back. You're listening to 97.9 The Hill. Okay, I'm back with Penny Rich. You know, Penny, um, I because it's my nature, I'm just reminded, of course, with my ego of my own situation, um, which is uh, having to do with uh, uh, my dad and uh, the contrast, for example, between my parents. My mother died uh, about 11 years ago in 2011. And when she died, um, we knew... Um, not because of what happened in the prior two weeks, but because of what happened in the prior 15 years, we knew exactly what her wishes were. She wanted to be, here's her, here's her exact quote, that she wanted to be cremated and put in a Maxwell House coffee can, <laughs> which that's that part we didn't get to do, but no. uh, put in a Maxwell House or chock full of nuts coffee can. My mother's a coffee drinker. Um, and brought to Golden Gate Park and have her ashes scattered in the park. Now, Golden Gate Park, if you're not familiar in San Francisco, is a very large park. It's about the size of Central Park, actually. Mm -hmm. yeah. I was surprised that it was as massive as it's it big. is. I've yeah. never I had never been there. And my my mother's talked about this all of her life. This park. She was born in uh, Berkeley, California, and lived lived there. Um, lived in the San Francisco area until she was about ten years old, um, and uh, always wanted to go back. She went back um, one time. I think she and my father went went back, and she saw her brother, and um, uh, and that was great. Uh, but she loved, considered herself a Californian, and wanted her ashes in Golden Gate Park. I called my uncle, my father's brother, who adored my mother, and my mother adored right back, even though my parents had divorced. Uh, the The expression was that um, that Peter divorced your mother, not us. And so my my father's father and stepmother, she they lived with my mother until each of them successively died. Um, my uncle Chris, um, you know, continued to have a great relationship with my mother. Mm -hmm. um, and so I called him to tell him that she had passed away. And um, I described for him that, you know, it's our understanding that her wishes are that she be cremated, have her ashes scattered in Golden Gate Park, which I think is probably against the law. And he said, well, you know, I think that's most of the fun, isn't it? I mean, that that's yeah. that's the challenge in the whole operation. And right. so we, we conducted Operation Sprinkle and we went out to California a year later because, you know, with cremation, this is one of the benefits. There's no rush. We went out the next summer and we put the ashes. Uh, when I say we, I mean Rick put the ashes in coffee cups like from Starbucks. And we so we're all walking through the park with these coffee cups in our hands, right? Um, with uh, holes drilled in the top, little extra large holes. And we just, we, you know, would bend over as though to admire the rose bushes in the rose garden and sprinkled my mother's bone meal into the, into the roses. So here's my taped confession. Everybody can just go have me arrested. She did it. She did it. Um, that's what we did. I don't regret a bit of it. We had a wonderful dinner that night. We had a great family reunion. This is everything my mother 
would have wanted is to take her children to her favorite park and give us a day in the park. And that's what we had. And it was an right. absolutely beautiful thing. We, we all wrote um, uh, lovely eulogies and uh, most of us uh, delivered our eulogies as planned. My brother said about three words of his and then started sobbing and handed it to me. And so I got to read his too. So you got to do double. Yeah. yeah <laughs> double duty. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, so this is what the crystal clear, exactly what she wanted picture looked like. My father was the complete contrast of that. I begged him. I'm not kidding for 10 years since my mother died to similarly equip us with, at least with the knowledge of what he wants. I mean, if you want to be on the space shuttle, I don't know if we can do it. Right. We'll still be but flying by then. But give us know, a clue. Something else yeah. may come along. Maybe we'll bump sure. into Elon Musk at a Tesla dealer, you know, whatever. Um, he never would talk about it. Um, he avoided this subject like it was the plague. And even when the plague came along in 2020, <laughs> uh, he still just, he wouldn't, and it wasn't just, the kids, he wouldn't talk to his wife about it either. My stepmother, who tried, tried, tried. So the yeah. only thing I ever got him out of him about it was surprise me. So we just went ahead and did what we thought was the right thing, which is uh, cremation. And uh, we still haven't disposed of his ashes as of yet. Uh, so surprise. Yeah. You'll get there, <laughs> it's going to take a while. This is a great point, though. I mean, you were talking about before, like, you know, laying out the the, the um, monetary uh, funds and, and what happens. But yes. this is a great point. This is it's it's important to share information. And a lot of people don't like to talk about death or what what the plans are. Right. That's wrong. It's wrong because it, it does get messy and sticky for the children. And, you know, there might be a debate amongst the family. Well, we don't want to do that. That's not right. He didn't tell right. us he wanted to do that. So just put it down. It's, I know they're hard conversations, but get it down in writing. It's, it's, it really, I mean, you know, you're benefiting everybody in the long run. No one you know, wants really, to be thinking about this when you're stressed out. What I, are we going to do with that? I mean, you know? other than, other than your most spectacular pecan pie story, uh, I can tell <laughs> you that I think that the thing that should be on the table every year at Thanksgiving, is that everybody should go around the table, talk say about everything it. they're thankful for, of which there is plenty to talk about, I'm sure. And then the elders at the table should start the conversation during dinner when nobody is sick or dying in the next room. You really don't want to try to sort this out. You don't want to do it when you're sick. In, in yeah. real time, when the situation no. is happening. No. Talk about it in the abstract yeah. and say, you know, I would, you know, I know lots of people, guys, who say, I want my ashes to be in that sand trap on the 17th hole <laughs> that I I spent so much time there. Right. I might as well have my ashes there. There's a great golfer whose name I cannot conjure. Please forgive me. His son, when this guy died, took his ashes, divided the ashes out about 26 ways, and took them around to multiple golf courses around the world that were his father's favorites and put go. some of the ashes in each of these courses. I, you know, as a golfer, 
I think that's a beautiful thing. I think that the idea of leaving your kids with a written plan um, or at least an explanation that doesn't have to be as formal as a will, you should have a will, but it doesn't have to be as formal as a will, but a a letter, a letter to them saying to your kids, here's why I did this with a will, here's where the will is, and here's why I did this, and I love all of you. I love this one for this. I love that one for that. And I love all of you because you're mine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the more you talk about this, the easier it is. It's much easier. Yeah. I mean, so, you know, talk about ashes. We, we cremated my dad after he passed away. Um, and my father was an actor. I don't know if too many people know that, but he was. And so uh, we couldn't get to Hollywood, California. So we went to Hollywood, Florida, and that's where we took his ashes we said Hollywood. He didn't, you know, he didn't say California or well, Florida. Well, see, there was no, made you know, assumptions, he, right? So right, it was hey, easy. I spent my know. honeymoon in Hollywood, Florida. There you go. <laughs> it's a lucky spot. It, yeah, It's ooh. a lucky spot. Uh, it had a Ramada Inn with an opening. So there, we eloped. Yeah. We So we got married with very little notice on a Wednesday night and, uh, you know, hopped on a plane the next day and, and we're in... Uh, uh, Fort Lauderdale, but I think we yeah. stayed actually technically in Hollywood. Florida. Hollywood, that's pretty funny. I love that. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, it, again all this planning, and you know, you, if you get back into like what the court system does for you, there. When you come in to to talk about wills, that we we can't give you legal advice there. So you need to you need to make sure that everything is in writing that you're doing. When you start asking questions about how do I do this and how do I do that. It's not, it's not for the courts system, the estates division to give you legal advice right. that has to be taken care of before you get into that office. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't understand that. It's not. We can't and if do you that. think of yeah. it in terms of sparing your children, the burden of trying to figure it out, yeah. you know, with, with, you know, a wishbone in one hand and the Ouija board in the other. Um, I mean, I mean, the other thing is I, I'll just say this real quick and then we'll take another break and come right back. Um, when, when COVID first hit, um, one of the things that Rick and I were kind of scared about is the idea that, that either of us could be, um, taken ill very quickly, hospitalized and isolated from, from the other, and that our kids could be left trying to figure out where's the life insurance policies, where's, where is everything? Where's the will? How can I open the computers and, and whatever? So, we had this thing that, you know, the red file that was between our two desks and had in it um, all of these, you know, at least information about where to find all of these documents and all the passwords and all of that stuff so and, the, important. and the accounts and, and everything. Because, I mean, I, I can't imagine how traumatic that has been for our families that have lost people during COVID when it was sudden and right. when they couldn't talk to them. Right, right. And this is, this is really important. I know you want to take a break, but this is a really important point that you just made because more and more wills now are talking about uh, digital assets and how to protect your digital assets. Right. Because in the past, we didn't see wills that even had them in there. But now you now you, you absolutely must put uh, something in your will to protect your digital asset. And it's not only social media, it's all your photographs. It's anything that you've done on your computer. Right. Someone has to be able to get into your computer to do it. And if you don't give them permission before you die, 
that's going to be a really big problem. That's a major and hassle. That's it's, major, it is and, major. And this is a, yeah, this is a new it's, layer of hassle. <laughs> yeah. In your life so, but if you don't life. have it in your will, currently don't have it in a will, you need to you need to put some. You need to do a codicil or something that will yeah um, add that into what what you your existing will because right. if not, you're you're going to be. I mean, companies and banks will not let. Uh, that you know your the, your siblings, your children, your heirs get into your accounts. You're not just gonna, you you're not permission. just going to be able to walk in, and you will and, not be yeah. able to do that. Yeah, a death certificate so that, is not enough anymore. It is not enough. It is not a marriage certificate. A death certificate is not enough. There has to be more. It has to be written down. Yeah. Well, that's encouraging, right? So, yeah. uh, so Penny, the only solution really is to live forever. But we're at least going to live sure. through the next break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the most exciting part of our discussion, which is, say it with me, everyone, the budget. The budget. The weekend, the weekend water cooler on 97.9 The Hill. Please don't go away. This is really the most important part. We're going to be right back after this. Okay, we're back like a... I was going to say like a bad penny. I bet you hear that all the, all the time. I heard all the penny jokes my whole oh, life. Oh, penny jokes. Okay. It's like enough of those. All know. right, Penny Rich. Um, uh, let's talk about the budget. Budget. Um, we are in budget season. A lot of people I don't know that. I know that because yeah. the court system is, is absolutely the cornerstone of our society, the rule of law, the court system, all of it. I know that you guys have... Probably 70% of the state's budget goes to the courts, right? Gene <laughs> <laughs> uh, is joking around. 2.64% of the state's overall budget goes to the courts. I, it, honest to God, I, I can't. It's shocking. It's How shocking. in the world can that be? How it's, it, it's shocking. And, uh, you know, more than $600 million each year come into the court system through fines and all this stuff. But we uh -huh. only get 2.644% back to run our courts in all 50. Well, where the hell does it go? Counties. What is it going to the general fund or something? And it, Yeah, it, it does. It goes into the end. But, but, but here's the thing, though. I mean, you know, you, you need to pay staff, right? And I, I could tell you, I, it, it, any state worker can tell you um, that uh, it, it's hard to get by on, you know, the when you enter into this, into the system, um, salaries are really low, really, really low. Um, so you got to keep that in mind about who's good, who's able to take those jobs, right? Most of right. the people that work in the office in Orange County are women because men won't take jobs for low salaries. Women somehow get forced into that, especially if they have, don't have that much higher education, they get forced into these jobs. So, you know, you, you, the, first of all, you, you need to, you need to bring those wages up the, the, the living wage, um, and the actual, you know, housing wage in Orange County is ridiculously expensive. Um, so just like everywhere else, you have people that are driving into these to, to the job uh, and it shouldn't be that way. Um, so the budget is it's it's budget season. You know, you got to get everything in by um, the end of June, which everybody knows the fiscal year begins in, in July. And uh, there's some programs that really need um more money and more attention. And I'll just name a few of them, if, if that's okay. Yeah, please um, do. Yeah. So, I mean, Guardian Ad Litem program, and a lot of people don't know what that is, but 
um, as you as you're creating guardianships for people, a guardian at litem is is a mostly they're retired um, attorneys and judges that come back to into the system that help us um, determine what kind of guardianship uh, is needed for a person, whether they're incompetent, whether they're a minor, you know, and they they go and they interview uh, people, everyone in, in that person's life. Uh, you know, we, we've got to we've got to get more money and throw more money into that program so we can have more guardian items. I mean, we're 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 behind on guardianships because we don't have this program. We don't have enough money to support it. Family court. We don't have enough money for family court. Can you imagine that? That's, you know, one of the, the cornerstones is trying to get families to stay together. And, you know, we don't, we, again, people are waiting because and we that, don't that have can be a, that can be a labor intensive process right there because every family Very labor has intensive. their own stuff. Yeah. And think about that in family court, you go down to, uh, uh, um, you know, custody mediation. That's, you know, that happens a lot. And, you know, you got, you got to get throw some more money in there. Here's one that's really important, Orange County now and, and across the state, but language access. Not everybody speaks English. Not everybody speaks right. Spanish. Um, right. And we don't, we don't have enough money to have the right person to translate sometimes. There was a hearing back, oh goodness, maybe about a month, a month and a half ago, where the um, parents were the guardian of, of a child. They were changing it up a little bit for the child so the child can get more benefits they spoke Spanish. The child was deaf. And so we needed oh, not man. only a Spanish translator, but we needed uh, someone that- Sign language, right. And we, right. they signed in, in English, not Spanish. So you have that, you had to get even extra, right? So you, you need money for that. Um, we have something that called the Human Trafficking Commission, which is really important in our state because it happens not only in our state, but all over. We need more money for that. I mean, there's no, there's not enough money to, to for these, they- you know, the General Assembly helps you create these programs, but then they don't fund them. Um, and it's so we know that we have them, but then we then we, we don't have enough people to to. Work so them. all or most of them have to be funded through Orange County taxes to for Orange County residents have to or state. Yeah, the state taxes because yeah. it, it, it's a state, um, it, you know, it's not the county. The county just provides the building. Everything else okay. uh, that comes into into the courts is, is from the state. Um, but, you know, technology, and I know I, I, I talk about this over and over again, the court system is so outdated. The technology that we're using is from 1997. <laughs> now, just, I want perspective on that. I gave birth to my first child in 19, uh, my second child in 1997. My first one was 1997. So the, the, the software that we are using is going to be 26 years old. It's it's pathetic. I mean, it's like you feel like you're going onto an Atari computer every time you every time you log in in the morning. It's that bad, right? It so is it's like that, the original Mario Brothers or something, right? It's, um, it's that bad, Pong or something like that. So the the state is turning is going to switch over to um, a paperless. Everything is paper still, Gene, too, which is it's it's stunning. You have to print everything out. You have even to the judges when they get when they get their cases. Everything yeah. comes to them printed out in paper. They can't read it on the computer. But that's going to change. So the technology, right. Finally, the technology is going to catch up. That's finally going to catch that up. What, Boy, that's going to be, that's gonna be oh. a shock to the system. Exactly. I mean, I know you're joking around a little bit about that. But you, so people that have been in, in the um, offices that have been there for a very long time, they're going to retire. They're not going to want to learn how to, to, to do a whole new system where it's paperless. <laughs> So now we're going to be, we're going to, there's going to be a, we're going to have a, a problem. This is all happening in the next year or two. Yeah. Orange County is not, not there yet, but we're, we're going to have to learn an entirely new system and people that are, you know, that have 
you know, 20, 25 years into, uh, you know, they're, they're going towards their retirement. They're just going to retire early. They're not going to. Well, look, you know, when you're trying to make that transition, just bring Hubert Davis in and have him give, give Uh a nice pep talk to everybody in the office and say, look, you want to cry to me about coming into an existing system (laughs) (laughs) and trying to make changes. It's hard. Oh, it is hard. Transitions are hard really hard and you know at least hubert he has he has a a a good 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 backing where he can uh you know retain people and and get some new folks in there we don't even know if we're going to be able how how are we going to get new people in you know you're not you're not offering a really great salary um and they're coming into pretty much chaos because what you're going to be asking now are as anyone that works in the court system is to maintain and then at the same time um, a computer system that's going to be all new and it's, that's, it's that's going to be, be running to, Oh my, it, it's just going to be, my head hurts. Uh, it's going to be a headache. So we, we need, the budget really needs to be increased so we can, we can handle this. Yeah. Um, you know, the, they're, they're the, uh, it, it, luckily we have bipartisanship when it comes to the courts that they all know that we need more money and we yeah. do need to be able to raise yeah. salaries for people. And so, um, and this has to happen salary. at the general assembly. This is not, at it the does. That's correct. Level. It's, it's not at a county level. It, it has to happen at the general assembly level. And, you know, qu- quite frankly, right now, it, it's not obviously not a priority when only 2.6% of the overall budget goes to the courts. Um, but it, it does have to become a priority, especially since we're we're changing, we're going to be changing things up. And so, you know, we, we're going to be talking to our state legislators and, um, you know, we're, we're luckily we have, um, uh, I, I, I've been talking to Greg and uh, I'll, I'll also reach out to um, Alan. Uh, it's, it's important, you know, to make sure that they understand what's going on in the courts. Greg, I know, has been over to the courts and visited with, with folks. So it'd be nice oh, to get Oh, that's good. Them. That's yeah. good to hear. Yeah. Good so he hear. can actually get hands on and see what's going on. So now, before we go. We, yeah. What are we going to do about our heels before we go? To, I, you uh, know, I, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, I love them. I'm, you know, I'm a member of so the Alumni Association. Oh I, I love them. Um, I love Coach Davis. I think he's I think he's done a, a, a great job. You know, they play the games for a reason. I, I think that sometimes you just don't have that chemistry and sometimes it'll come together at the end of the season. Sometimes it won't. I mean, yeah. we, we can easily forget that, you know, last season, the way the season ended, that was a miracle. You're not going to get was. that every year. No, You're not going to get no. that every 10 years. Right. So right, we yeah. have to be realistic and, 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 you know, we're a family. We have to, we have to uh, love them and get them to write down their plans, Penny. Write the plans <laughs> down. <laughs> and tell us what they want after they crash and burn, because, um, yeah, I think it's tough. And, and, and what's even tougher is the clock, which is telling me that we're completely out of time, of course. Goodness. Well, no doubt, but, um, uh, but you know, the fact is, um, we love the Tar Heels. We're going to love them no matter what. We hope that they, you know, get a good night's sleep soon and do better in the future. But, uh, yeah. the, you know, we have to put our faith in the coach and the, and the program and I think and that's right. They can keep improving. That's what we yeah. all want to do. March is coming though, Gene. March madness. We, it's it coming. We need it to. Is. We, Before yeah. the madness comes, we hope that we'll be ready. And, and, you know, we will be ready because we will have Penny, Penny Rich, Penny Rich, oh. our senior ACC tournament correspondent, <laughs> who, who at her own expense is going to go and cover the tournament. Did you know this, Penny? Well, no, no I didn't, but that's okay. Yeah. 
and yeah. do the play-by-play play-by-play from blah, her blah, blah. screen on her computer that's right exactly <laughs> live from carborough it's coverage of uh the acc <laughs> tournament which is in greensboro this year i think is it yeah they're I bringing so. it back I to mean, greensboro that's it's been nice. in some odd locations the last couple of years but yeah, I, yeah i think yeah. it's in greensboro this year awesome so, rich uh, thank you as always for joining me yeah thank you Jean. good combo yeah, yeah. We will, we will, I, I thank you for all your expertise. Everybody send your questions to Penny. You yeah. Can find her on Twitter and on Facebook. Um, and, uh, and, and seriously, if you have questions about the courts and about some of these programs, um, especially estates and guardianships, please contact Penny. She'll help you. All you have to do is walk in and she'll help you. That's yeah. You don't have that's to bring great. her a cookie or anything. It'll be great. No, that's what we're there for. We're there to help you. We're there to serve. Imagine that. That's right. Penny Rich, thank you so much. Uh, everybody, if you're going out this weekend, be safe. And if you're staying in, keep it right here on 97.9 The Hill. Follow Gene on Twitter at Gene Bolduck and tweet your comments and questions with the hashtag WCHL.